are listening to You and the Truth, where we will give you the truth face to face. Now what you do with it is up to you. right into this we're going to cover the 10 best comedies of all time now needless to say we've got uh tom rick and mike and each one of them has submitted their lists man and they could not be any different and what <laughs> what shows me is the different generations right because you know I, i'm an old fogey next to them uh and you have i think rick is probably the youngest of the, just by a couple of years yep. just by a couple of years yep um let's jump right into this so we're gonna rick we're gonna start <clears> off with you let's go each one of you will talk about your number 10 and yep. then we'll go around the horn and go to number nine and eight and so forth. So Rick, best comedies of all time. Number 10, dude, do you think? My number 10 probably has one of the best soundtracks of all time. And to me, this was the new fast times of Ridgemont for the nineties. It was called dazed and confused is the name of the movie had little names like Matthew McConaughey in it and Ben Affleck and, you know, these tiny names, but honestly, to me, this was the '90s version of Fast Times at Ridgemont. It was the classic line of all time from that movie: "Is Matthew McConaughey, you know, the best thing about getting older is the high school girls stay the same age." It was that's just <laughs> classic, and and be a lot cooler if you did when he asked like, old boy for some weed. So it was I just love that. I it's love a that. classic oh, movie, man. man. And the and the soundtrack that. is '70s elite. Yeah. rock yeah. i mean yeah. 70s elite i mean it's fantastic so the line i remember from that movie is yeah like what is it I yeah he goes hey you got any weed man he goes no no man he goes be a lot cooler if you did what a great movie that's a great movie. so that's your number 10 okay that's we're gonna move 10. over to mike mike what's your number 10 my number 10 is is one of three four star comedies comedies in the 80s is that for 1988? You know, it's Tom Hanks's. Ah, uh, you see, yeah, we lost yeah. Mike. Yep. I, uh, Tom, let's go over to you, and then we'll pick up Mike when he comes back on. Sure. So, oh, there, Mike's back. Mike's back. I'm back. I'm back. You hear me? Okay, go ahead. No, my my best, the best comedy '80s is number ten. Tom Hanks's classic movie, Big. 
Um, if Dustin Hoffman do not win for Rain Man, one of the best performances in 88, this movie would be more of a classic because Hanks would win for this movie. It's about a boy, in case any of you are much, much younger than you don't remember it, who wants to be a man. He gets his wish. This movie not, has, not only has laugh out laugh, that laugh out laughs. Remember, is it, you guys remember the scene with Robert Loggia, Tom Hanks on the piano? I'm going to mm-hmm. see it again after sure. we're done. It's hilarious. Yep. And the scenes with Elizabeth Perkins as his girlfriend. But it has such heart, though, that I think they play off each other. And I think it's it's the best comedy of the 80s and number 10 best comedy of all time. Big from my, from one of the greatest actors ever, Tom Hanks. And yeah, Tom Hanks is just, he's a marvelous actor. You guys want to comment on that in any way? No, I love it. I, first of all, I like both the movies, um, both Mike and, and uh, Rick placed out there. Both great movies. They're not on my list, but they're fantastic movies. Yeah, Tom, and, so, and that's that's the cool thing about uh, comedies. This, this type of movies, there's so many to pick from. Yeah, I mean, how it's, can you... it, it's so to, to answer that question. The way I did my list, and, and everyone has their own um, methodology. I tried to pick a different type of comedy um, with each of my ten. So I, I didn't want to stick with one type of comedy because, to your point, the the available material endless and that's the beauty of it you said it you said it Ralph that there's nothing we'd like to do more than laugh and get away from our, our troubles right and so my number 10 um, on that level is probably one of my favorite um, actor comedians dancers of all time is Danny Kaye's uh, The Court Gesture um, so you, you I mean he has a he has a, a, a bit of work that includes like um, Wonder Man of course The Court Gesture Inspector General Hans Christensen uh, you know the kid from Brooklyn um, and one of my favorites, a, a song is born. But the guy was just so good at his craft. And the one thing he did better than anyone ever in comedy was speak fast. And this movie is the epitome of his repertoire of, of just hitting things so fast. Um, the pistol is this is the pellet with the, from the palace. It's it's all this stuff that is so rapid, so much fun. His ability to play those characters. And just drive home this kind of a, it's not slapstick, but it's silliness. Um, and, and he takes words and he wraps around humor around him. It's, it's just, it's a genius, but it's kind of a Robin Hood tale. It goes back in old England. Um, and it, it's a really fun tale about um, accidental moments in time. And he plays this, this character, uh, Giacomo, who gets caught up in, in, a, in a, a palace intrigue, so to speak. And, you know, Gillis Johns, who's a great actress from from that generation, but Basil Rathbone, who is you know Mister Mister Serious and 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 thriller and and horror movie guy, um, plays just a perfect foil in this movie. So um, number ten for me is the court gesture and Basil Danny Rathbone. Kay. Was he yes. not Sherlock Holmes? He was Sherlock Holmes. Yes, he was, and he he plays in this. He if you've never seen it, I, I will tell you, you were going to laugh hysterically through this movie. It is. It is fantastic. Yeah, I've never seen it, and I'm going to watch it because I love Danny Kaye. I think he, he is, is my favorite. So versatile. Yeah, that's it. He could do everything exceptionally well. Yep, you're absolutely right about that. Great pick, Rick. Uh, go to number nine, and hopefully Mike will come back on. Yep, and I just want to point out that I'm very impressed that you remembered something, Ralph, because I half the time I don't even think you know where you're at when we sit down to these. So, <laughs> my number nine will be a very slapstick dumb dumb comedy let's put it that way dumb and dumber 2014 
Um, Dumb and Dumber is one of the funniest, stupidest movies you'll ever watch, <laughs> uh, minus Napoleon Dynamite, literally. Um, just hilarious. I mean, if you can't laugh at that with the frozen sickles when they're riding on the moped with the with the spicy scene when the guy, you know, when he has a heart attack and they're trying to get him the pills and, you know, he's he's sitting there going, oh, I oh, there's her name. It's right on the luggage. Samsonite. You know, if you're not laughing at stuff like that, <laughs> then I don't know what I mean. You that's, just... that's an old Steve Martin steal. Yes. Steve yeah, Martin yes. On, his, on his that's one of his skills from his album comedy days yes the jerk well no his album was the jerk wasn't it or yes yeah, correct yeah yep. yeah 1970 so yeah number number nine yeah. was that for me um i mean those two get together for interviews and i still laugh because they still laugh at each other i don't know how they got through that film without taking a hundred takes on each scene honestly yeah, so unbelievable yeah unbelievable. is that the one where they get their their tongue stuck on the on the pole no, no that's not the one well it that is one of the ones when you say that though the first thing i think of is uh christmas story uh, christmas Ralph, story yeah that's great yeah, yeah with yeah. his with his friend when he puts it on yeah. his tongue, tongue on the pole but jim, jim carrey is a comic genius right he's yes. just he's just gifted he's, he's just a gifted. physical comedy comedy too yeah. he's, a, he's a modern jerry both. lewis that's yeah. right he's a yes. modern day jerry lewis that's right yep yeah, I was watching his um, his fall from grace from Hollywood, a, a short clip on that. I'll, I'll send that to you guys if you haven't seen that. Because, you know, nobody's heard from Jim Carrey for a while now. Oh, I know. Right. Yeah. And he's basically turned his back on Hollywood. He's got yep. horrible things to say about Hollywood. Yeah. So, you know, we'll leave that for another day. Mike, are you on? Yes, I am. Okay, great. So, Mike, um, let's go. We're doing number nine. What is your number nine, Mike? We have him. We had him two times. I'll I'll step in here real fast, yep. and I'm going right to go with um, one of the. I, I think even though he's a meathead, and I can't stand him <laughs> because of his politics, I think Rob Reiner is one of the greatest directors. And uh, he's, I mean, in a series of three years, he puts out three of the best movies uh, of the generation. But I think the finest one um, was The Princess Bride. I mean, you know, this is Spinal Tap was great when Harry Met Sally was fantastic, but The Princess Bride, it was an amazing book. And for, for more than a decade, someone tried to get it, um, the rights to, to make a movie out of it, and they just couldn't figure out how to do it. Rob Reiner's genius brings it to, if you've never read the book by Carrie Ells, the, uh, the actor who, who plays um, uh, the, the lead character in it, um, he's got a great book talking about the making of the movie, and it's a remarkable book. It's an easy read. It's fun. But I will tell you what I love about this movie more than anything else. Think of all these characters. I mean, you had Peter Fall, you you had Andre the Giant, uh, you had um, uh, Andy uh, Pennekin. You you have this group, Billy Crystal, obviously. Um, you have, you have this ensemble of characters, um, Mrs. Penn, I like to call her. Um, but what's beautiful about this movie is it, it is a fanciful story that gets interrupted over and over and over again, and you're you're it, it kind of breaks the fourth wall a little bit because you're in this bedroom listening to this bedtime story but you dream, go off into the story itself and then you come back and then you go back you go back and it's it's so funny but again the guy who um who steals the show um is that great actor oh my god it, it'll come to me and say hold on hold on huh? it, it, it always i always forget his name until Billy Crystal? Wall, Billy Crystal. no wallace oh. wallace shaw wallace shaw okay. um wallace plays the the, the guy who um uh, you know, um, the second greatest mistake, you know, the, the, the greatest mistake is, is um, uh, land war in, in, in Asia, right? And so he, he 
it's just funny, the great lines. Um, you know, it's it's one of those un- movies you will watch every single time it's on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I I didn't think I had seen that. But when you mentioned some of those actors, now it came, it comes back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch. I'm going to go back and watch. Number nine, for sure. Can you do number nine now? Yeah, yep. we're doing yep. number nine. Yep. Okay. Jerry Lewis started his career with Gene Martin. You remember him from the telephones. But he was never better than his 1964 slapstick, brilliant, heartwarming. And the slapstick there was so brilliant. If people think Jim Carrey is funny, watch Disorderly Orderly with um, Jerry Lewis, Kathleen Freeman. If you watch to see Ambulance Sheep, it's as brilliant as, as Charlie Chaplin, Laurel and Hardy, or all, or all the rest combined. I like a lot of Lewis's movies. They were all only this good. Disorderly, or, disorderly Orderly from 1964, number nine, one of the most underrated movies ever, too. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Jerry Lewis because he was, when I was growing up, he was my all time favorite. He's I used to love to watch him. I mean, I love him too. It, yeah, and it, his style, his, well, how would you categorize his style of comedy? Is it like slapstick or? Slapstick, especially in this <laughs> yeah, movie. Definitely slapstick. A physical slapstick because yeah, yeah, remember, yes. he, he took all these falls and, and, and he would, yep. he would purposely, in fact, it, it, that was one of the reasons they broke up. Martin and Lewis broke up because Jerry was, was the was the Billy Crystal of his time? He he was the uh, Williams of his time. He always had to take the scene. He always had to do something to overshadow anyone else in the in in the in the script. I love Jerry Lewis too. He he, absolute genius and a guy with a huge heart. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. yes. Um, but to me, yeah. Honey Professor, as good as it was with him, the original did not compare to this movie. The disorderly, orderly, everybody out there, please check it out. Yeah, great, great movie. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay, Rick, back to you, number eight. Yeah, number eight, 1988's release with Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall coming to America. Um, absolutely hilarious. I mean, it it doesn't get any more funny than that, I don't think. You know, we have the McDonald's, we're the McDowell's. They have the Gordon Arches. We got the, go- I mean, come on, man. And then Soul Glow, the commercial. So, come on, man. And Bark like a dog. Roof, roof, roof. A big dog. Roof, roof. I mean, hilarious. That's, that's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Man. That was a, now, the remake, the, the sequel, not so good. That's yeah. why you leave good stuff alone a lot of times. That's right. But, that's right. That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah. That's, so that's that's my number eight. 1988's coming to America. All right. Now, that we, listen, now we got Mike back on. Mike, let's let's go to number eight before we go to Tom. Sure. This is the old, the best and only comedy, the only one in the 20th century. It's a remake of a movie that was a runner-up for me. The runner-up was just a mad, 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 bad world. 2001's Rat Race. Let me just tell you how this movie would not even be allowed to be released today. There was a Klaus Barbie about Barbie Museum. It was Klaus Barbie, and then John Levitz on Levitz on one point is talking with a with a with a Hitler mustache. The whole movie is that funny with with politically incorrect humor and bizarre slapstick. I laughed out loud throughout. It's also a movie that doesn't get. Oh, we lost them. I can't believe it. A little better, but well, he's you know, right. Perfect comedy. I love Rat Race. That's the only yeah. movie. The, by far the funniest movie of the 21st century. The only one on my list from that century. I am so glad you mentioned John Lovitz because he he just I had forgotten about him. What a great actor! What a, <laughs> what a funny guy! Oh good. my god! Oh my god! So who are we go? Do we see eight? Uh, Tom. 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 Yeah. So Tom, okay. okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna list some actors here real fast as we do this. And by the way, if the audience doesn't see it, it's Betty Ford Clinic. <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the outpatient. Um, 
So, but um, George C. Scott, oh, you know, he's always known for his great comedy, right? Um, mm -hmm. at, yeah. Slim Pickens, um, James Earl Jones, right? I mean, the early, a young James Earl Jones in this film, um, known for his great comedy, right? I mean, we all know that. Mm -hmm. um, Peter Bull, always known for his great comedy. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm naming these actors and people are thinking, who the hell are you talking about? Bunch of Academy Award in, winners for yeah, being serious when, actors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. when, I, when I bring in Peter Sellers, you're like, oh, now I get it. There's a comedy in here somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. it's Doctor, it, but it's a Stanley Kubrick movie. And you're saying a comedy? Stanley Kubrick comedy? Yes, yeah. one of the greatest films of all time. Uh, Doctor Strangelove, How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. This is, and the title itself is comedy, right? I mean, it it's satire, it's in your face. Basically what it is, it's making fun of the Cold War and the mindset that goes into the Cold War. Peter Sellers, in his genius, comic genius, one of the greatest, plays three characters. characters and, and one of the greatest lines in any movie of all time, you cannot fight in here. This is the war room. <laughs> I remember that. That is awesome, dude. It is just so, it defines the movie to a T. Um, one of the final scenes in the movie, Slim Pickens is riding a, a bomb out of the bomb bay on, on his B-52 as it falls to the tall earth. And he's got his cowboy hat on and he's the hipping. Last, he, yes. He's riding the Bronco. And he's, and, you know, this is, I mean, literally, if you do not enjoy um, Kubrick's movie, and but that's the genius. No one would ever put Kubrick into the mindset of a, a com comedic director, but he does it brilliantly here. And it shows his his craft and his love of his craft. But these actors, George C. Scott plays this parody of, of a general, uh, general Turgeon. So good. I mean, if you haven't seen it, audience, make that your first stop. <laughs> That's a great, that's a great, great pick. I love that. That's okay, good. you did your number eight. Yep. Uh, Mike did his number eight. Rick, yep. you did your number eight. Okay, yep. So let's go back. Let's get uh, Mike. You there? <coughs> Mike? Hi. Yep. There he is. Oh, no. Mike did his rat race. Rick, you, you've got to do Mike, number Mike seven. Mike did eight. Yeah, I'm on Mike, seven. Okay, so yep. Rick. Yep, we're starting seven. Starting seven. Yep. Go ahead. 1980. <laughs> Um, Ted Stryker had a drinking problem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. I love uh, it. Little Airplane for yeah, What a great oh. movie. Oh, my God. Oh. What a great movie. Tommy, you ever been to a Turkish prison? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, hey, but, hey, can you get me to a hospital? What is it? Yeah. I don't know. It's a big, big thing. Big with a lot of beds, but that's not important right now. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue. But uh, yeah. surely you know your comedies, Rick. But I know. Yes, stop calling you Shirley. I did. Yeah, I stop calling you Shirley. But the best was that. What about the guy in the in the airport in the uh, air tower when they brought him the the report? They go, "What can you well, make?" I, I can make. Goes, I can make oh, a pterodactyl. Had a pterodactyl or a brooch, <laughs> and then he pulls the lights of the runway. Remember that? And he goes, "Just yep. kidding." About <laughs> well, airplanes, I want to mention one thing. That starred Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and yes. Lisa Julie. Yes. They're both brilliant comedians. Yeah, uh, Billingsley, uh, Jane Billingsley. I mean, so. Rick, I love that movie. It's higher on my list, yeah. but I love it. Yeah. yeah well, you guys yeah. haven't mentioned what to me one of the greatest comic 
the guy that did, and I just had oh, his, that naked gun, yeah, naked gun. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Else oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding yeah, yeah. me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, in that movie yeah. was he was ridiculously good in that, and oh, all actually, so, all three was, was, was all bad. Yeah, uh, Zucker was genius in this, and here's and I'll just tap it because it's on my list and we'll just, I mean, yeah. I'll just be going into it later. But this part, you know it's good when the movie creates its own genre of comedy, right? Yes. Today, we know things as airplane comedy, right? That's how good the Zuckers were in, in crafting this and the acting. But Leslie Nielsen plays the best straight comedian of all. I mean, he and George Burns, right? George Burns yes. does it in a different way. Mm -hmm. But Leslie Nielsen is just perfect. I mean, he... Just, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm going to segue just to, for a second because I didn't make my list, but it should have. I mean, I, I don't know how I can't fit it in. But Naked Gun oh, with Leslie Nielsen series, is that yeah. same mindset, right? Oh, and, oh, and the yeah. TV show is even better. But yeah. I digress. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mike. Right. Number seven. Uh, yep, number uh, seven. I have the same actor as Tom, but it, but in a different movie. I love the Pink Panther. We lo we lost the audio there, Mike. Come again. Folks, we apologize. We're having some technical difficulties, but that's okay. Houston. We'll we have on. a problem. There we Houston, go. Go to Tom on this one. This time he did. He did come out. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm going to tap in 1960. I, I think one of the greatest directors of all time is William uh, Weiler, and and he just before he made this movie, he makes um, some like it hot. People know that movie, and he made a, a great drama called uh, uh, Witness of the Prosecution. Two. You, if you haven't seen it, again, two great movies. Witness the Prosecution with Tyrone Power, and then you have, um, uh, and we all know, Some Like It Hot with Marilyn Monroe, mm -hmm. uh, Tony Curtis, and Jack Lemmon. But this movie, I think, is better than all three of those, uh, or, or both of those, and that is The Apartment. It is this, it, it's kind of an early um, onset of, and by the way, he's, he writes his own movies too. He doesn't just direct them. And the dialogue in this movie is fantastic. It's called The Apartment, 1960. Jack Lemmon again. Great movie. Great movie. Shirley MacLaine. The dialogue is perfect. It is. It's so good that the writers of Mad Men, the great TV series, um, crafted their entire show around the concepts in this movie, where uh, Jack Lemmon plays this, um, you know, clerk in, in a big corporation, and he wants to get promoted, and so he kind of lets his bosses uh, use his apartment as as a little tryst factory, and and he falls in love with a. Uh, uh, an elevator operator playing Shirley McLean, who's also having an affair with one of his bosses. But it's it's this interplay that goes on. So there's a seriousness to this comedy, but the comedy is woven all the way through, and the dialogue is exceptional. And that's and we've talked about this on past shows. What makes for great movies is great writers, and uh, he's he's one of the greatest writers of all time. That is my number seven. Uh, so I'm glad you this, mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that because the writers don't get enough credit. They yep. just, I mean, really, I mean, they make, without them, forget it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the writing and these movies is just fantastic. Go ahead, number seven, Mike. Yeah. Um, Inspector Clouseau and, and Dirty Cali. <laughs> I just this, hear the name and I got to crack up. It's I know, right? Oh, yeah. my God almighty. The only song I could play on the piano is Pink is, Panther's it, tune. <laughs> I, I, I would like a ring, please. I would like. Yes. I do not know what a ring is. <laughs> so he gives up, looks up a little dictionary. He says, "Oh, a ring, a ring." That is what I said, you idiot. <laughs> you idiot. You idiot. 
think it's one of the funniest oh, lines man. I ever heard in my life. And then from there, when he turns around, he sees the dog. He says, excuse me, does your dog bite? And the guy says, no. does your dog bit? And the dog bit? bites him. He says, bit? I thought you said your dog didn't bite. <laughs> it's not, not my dog. dog. <laughs> it's not the dog, yeah. Who writes this, who writes this shit? The, good, yeah. good people man. with good, clean weed back in the day. That's uh, yeah, right. <laughs> they must have been high uh, What great writing, man. These writers Absolutely are Absolutely genius. Ready. Yeah, oh my god. Very much so. And then you know, just so you guys will know, I just thought this my my type of humor is that dry humor like Peter Sellers. Oh yeah. The, Woody the Allen. Heart, heavy sarcasm. Yeah, yes. where they just, you know, deadpan face. Yep. They just I mean, I love that shit. Yep. Peter Sellers is one of the all-time greatest, man. Hey, you guys incredible. <laughs> All right, so we'll get uh, we'll get Mike's number seven, yep. uh, his talk on the revenge of the Pink Panther. Let's yep. move on. Uh, Rick, do your number six and Number six, 1995, uh, a former rapper, Ice Cube, and Mr. Chris Tucker in the acclaimed Friday. If you've never seen Friday, that literally is where the comment by Felicia came from. Now, when you have a movie that creates a term that is known yep. for a long time, it's from this. And it's called Absolutely. by Felicia. It's literally about two guys that work together. But all Smokey wants to do is get high, and Ice Cube got fired, and his boy was like, how the hell you get fired on your day off? So it's all <laughs> 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 so it is hilarious. I can't remember the actor's name. Oh, my gosh. But he, he's an older, older black gentleman. He is the funniest dude of all time. He plays Ice Cube's dad. Just watch if you've never seen the movie, do me a favor and watch. I it. never Seriously, have. I, I'm, you I'm will putting laugh on my list right now, brother. Cry. I promise you, you will laugh till you cry. It has uh, Tiny Lester in it. Remember Big Tiny Lester with the cross oh, yeah. eyes that just passed? Yep. He was Debo. Oh, so so right, every so time you hear somebody go, Hey, Dre, what you got on my chain, Craig? That's Debo. <laughs> he was the bully. Okay. So, yeah, just watch it, guys. Seriously, I'm you will laugh till you cry. I'm will, it. I'm it's on my list now. Yeah, is Absolutely. Mike back? He's nope, not back not yet. yet. So we'll we'll okay, pick him up so when he gets back. I'll, I'll jump. So, are you my, are you my <laughs> pal, Danny? Are you my pal, Danny? Come on, are you my pal? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, this is so Harold Ramis. We all know Harold Ramis from Ghostbuster, right. but Harold Ramis again was so talented. He was a gifted comedy writer, but he was also a gifted comedy director, and he did a lot of good direction. But his, I think his finest work was 1980s Caddyshack. Uh, again, another movie, like you said, Rick, that, that has so many cliche lines in it that today they're part of our lexicon, right? We, we know it. But Ted Knight is a genius. He was a genius from Mary Tyler Moore days to, oh, yes. to, to yes. Caddyshack. But you had the Evers, the Tinkers, the Chance baseball. You had Ruth Garrick Dickey. You, I mean, when you talk about the three greats in Caddyshack, you oh, have yeah. Dangerfield, Murray, and Chase. I mean, yes. it's like you don't get any better than that for, no. as an ensemble. But one of the funny, funniest parts was the post story of this movie was that Chase and Murray, because of their SNL days, hated each other. And to get them on the set was, was they only agreed to appear once together on set. And that's that little garage scene when, when he's talking about, <laughs> again, the, 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 the with you, your, I, it, it is, I mean, uh... I mean, I mean, just epic. The lines we remember are, are we, we cherish. 
But this is what makes the movie so amazing is there's brands. I mean, there's Bushwood t-shirts and, and, and polos yes. you can get. Bushwood Country Club. I had one for years until it wore yeah. out because I loved it. Again, like this, I like to wear comedy stuff that reflects my love of it. And Caddyshack's my number six. If, if, if you ever, awesome. As good as Caddyshack is, there's a, there is one of those um, doc, docu, small documentaries about the making of Caddyshack, which is entertaining in its own right. If you've never seen that, it's worth your time. I was going to say, I don't know how they got through that movie either with those. Three, oh, exactly. Yeah. That's right. Fantastic. So, All right. Mike is not back on yet, so let's move on to number five. And I'll let Mike, when he comes back, he just go. Yeah, he can page. catch up. Yep, yep. No problem. All right. So who's next? Rick? Me. 1977. Okay. Burt Reynolds, Sally Field. Smokey and the Bandit, baby. Oh, yeah. That, that <laughs> show. <laughs> And it's not it's not those two that were making all. I mean, speaking of sarcastic humor, Burt Reynolds oh. and that as Smokey was, or as the Bandit was hilarious. Oh, and, but and better it, was his was his sidekick. Um, oh, yes. um, what's his name? The actor. I, it'll come to me in a second. My wife would tell me in two seconds because her this was her father's favorite film. And uh -huh. you know what I love about it is he, you know he was a country music. He, he did some country music, right? I yes. Mean, the other uh, I'm looking uh, right at him. It's his name is uh in that snowman is his or what's his name right. in the movie? That, yeah. That, yeah. But yeah, uh, Reed. What's his first name? Something Reed. Yeah, now yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm really uh, Jerry, Reed. This. Jerry Reed. Jerry, Jerry Reed. Reed. Jerry Chad, Reed. Chad, Chad, oh, Jerry Reed. Reed. Yeah, great, yeah. great. His sarcasm, his quips were yes. just one after another after another. It was it was it's an entertaining movie with it him is. and Flash. Um, the, yeah. <laughs> but uh, fun movie. The, I, and not to mention the fact of the sheriff and his son. I mean, oh, the Jackie Gleason. Jackie is, Gleason. When he said oh. that, the best line in that movie to me, still to this yep. day, and I quote this all the time. I, Junior, when I get home, I'm gonna punch your mama in the mouth. There are no way you are from my loins. <laughs> best <laughs> quote of all time. Oh my god! I gotta watch that. Honey, again. I haven't seen that. The in Honeymooners so long. is still my favorite TV show of all time, and um, Jackie Gleason made that movie. His he's bigger than life. Yes, I mean he was just fantastic. Um, yep. uh, Cletus, and, and, best, and, and you could almost make a movie from the outtakes of the three Smokey and the Bandit movies, like the oh, the gosh. bloopers uh, with oh. Reynolds is just hilarious. So Absolutely. that's yeah, that came in at five, and I was going to put that much higher, but it's a it's a <clears> tough <throat> list for me. So, so yeah. on my number five, um, as, as I told you, if you look at the movies I've I've put out there, I, I've I've chosen different ones. I have satire, comedy, and Doctor Strange Love. Um, obviously, I you know I, I have a kind of a slapsticky um, dialectic one with the court gesture, um, and it was a period piece. So you know, it was, it was back in in Mother England. My number five um, is. I had to figure out which movie I was going to take from the silent movie era because mm. uh, under, if you've watched silent movies, half of them were comedies. I mean, you have Buster Keaton, you have um, this um, Reigns, you have this these group of great entertainers who were amazing comedians, but the greatest of them all. Um, and I think his finest work was Modern Times. I mean, but they, there's so many to choose from. And I, I literally mean it. But Chaplin was this genius. And I just heard this funny story the other day that this young girl, um, her father was a, was an actor with him, um, and she went over to his house one day, and this incredibly handsome man opened the door, and she goes, "Can I speak to Mr. Chaplin?" 
And she goes, my dear, I am Charlie Chaplin. And she said, oh my gosh, I had a crush on him because he was so handsome. The fact that he had the willingness to always portray this, these characters in, in a drabby way, but you know, mm -hmm. the tramp, which is defined in, in, in modern times, but modern times is iconic. I mean, remember it, it was been used in advertising, probably the most famous um, Super Bowl commercial of all time is that scene from modern times where they have all these workers doing the same thing. And that was the most iconic Super Bowl. That's how powerful comedy can be, right? And modern times, it, it, it turns against the modern society. And he's this is 1936 as we're moving. We've moved to the talkies. We've moved to talking movies. And this is his one last slap at modernization of everything. Think about us today. We're, 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 we get annoyed about IA, I, AI. Um, and this was his getting annoyed at AI in a different way. He was challenging the norms of the new, the new norms, the new changes that are going on, defeating the machine of, of society with constant change. He does it in a brilliantly com comedic way. And if you haven't seen it, um, it, it doesn't, surprisingly, it does not lose humor uh, because it was 1936. It is as funny today if you watch it as it, because you can relate to the modernization um, satire that goes on and slapstick that goes on with it. But it's Charlie Chaplin at, at his finest. His last, his last silent, uh, silent movie too. Very interesting choice. Very. In I haven't seen it. I'm going to go back and watch that. I'm making making notes of all this. The ones that I haven't seen. All right. So we are number four. Four. Ricky boy, what you got? Number four. My holiday piece. 2003. Will Ferrell's finest. I think Elf. If you don't watch <laughs> it every Christmas and laugh to that, then there's something <laughs> wrong with you. Um, yep. Funniest scene I thought, and that was the. A vertically challenged young young man from Game of Thrones that said told him to say it to him one more time and he's like oh such an angry elf you must be from the South Pole elf. <laughs> and I jumped on the desk and went and kicked his ass. <laughs> well, so but but and you know it James Kahn portrayal yes, in that movie was yeah. perfect. I mean he was he was so perfect in, in yeah. his his just disdain for yeah. it almost felt like he didn't even want to be in the movie. He's like, yes. get me the get this freaking yeah. thing over with already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love Jimmy Conn. I think James Conn oh, is Jimmy, great. Yeah, James Conn is great. Great, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Rest in he, peace. Yes. Yeah, right, right. What was that movie that he was an avid gambler? Um, wasn't since he kid, was it? That oh, wasn't him, was it? No, oh, it's yeah, just I remember uh, that bathroom scene where somebody comes in to collect money from him or something. I mean, was he just a down. Remember, he says, don't, don't F with me. Don't, you know, you remember that? Yeah. Do you remember mm -hmm. that movie? God, I can't remember. And his it's son's not a bad actor either, by the way. I mean, his son's oh, been yeah, in Ocean's yeah, yeah. Eleven. He's been in Varsity yep. Blues. He's Who's really his, good. What's a his lot son's of, name? A lot of TV. On, yeah, on a lot Y5O. of TV. Yeah. yeah. What's his son's name? Uh, I, I never, I never knew his Conn? son was an actor. Is it Stephen Conn? I think it's, it sounds I right. Think it's Varsity Steve, Blues, I, I mean, if you've he, never seen Varsity Blues, he's great in that. Mm -hmm. He plays Tweeter yep. when he talks about doing the Tweeter end zone dance. Cool. I didn't yeah, know he's good. All right, so That's let's move on one. to number four. Yeah. Yep. Tom, so number my four number, time. my number four. So here, here it is. It's it's hard because, um, as I said, William Wyler was a great comedic director. Rob Reiner was a great comedic director. But I think the greatest comedic director of all time, bar none. I mean, obviously Chaplin was great too. And, um, but I, I think the finest comedic director of all time is Mel Brooks. And and you can list 
we can probably make a top 10 list of greatest comedies of all time of just his movies just alone him, yeah. and kick everything else out. But so my number four is Young Frankenstein. Obviously, um, it, it's what wonderful mockers you have. Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, that's, but what, what, what made it so amazing, Peter Boyle's portrayal of Frankenstein and it, and it's like, oh, oh, oh. It, it was, it was so much fun. Madeline Kahn, by the way, <clears throat> Madeline Kahn is one of the most underrated comedy actors of all time. She's a genius. Uh, because she's a female, but she is a genius and she is fantastic. Uh, it, Bottom line is, I was losing it over here, man. I'm telling you, man. But, hey, hey, Tom, Tom, I'm sorry. You, you remember here. that scene in Young Frankenstein where he looks at, he looks at, what was it? The, the little guy, the, the guy that played the the hunchback. What was? Oh yeah, yeah, Feldman, 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 Marty, Marty Feldman. Feldman. Yeah. Oh, he looks at, yeah. he looks at film. He says, "What wasn't that on the other side? You know, the hump. Remember, <laughs> yeah. it was first on the left side." <laughs> 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 Oh my god, yes. Feldman uh, uh, Feldman, uh um what was his name? Abby something? Abby something? <laughs> Abby normal? Yeah. It's like, oh my god. It's so what 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 makes young Frankenstein so again, he he takes these talented actors and, and he builds the movie around them, right? And so you have you have these again, you, you name it, but when we look at that body of work, it's hard just not to say this guy is brilliant. I mean, he's just, it, it, I, I just love all his work and I can't stop. And I know Mike, uh, Mike has a few other favorites of, of his that he would put on his top of his list. But Gene Wilder was kind of, you know, I, I, someone may put the producers on their list and I, and I, I it, producers, the original producers just was a little bit off my list. Zero Mustel with, and, and, and Gene Feld, uh, uh, Gene Wilder, great movie, both of them. And we talked about it during our last year, the remake of it, which is how yeah. great it was. Uh, but Young Frankenstein's number four. I love it. Um, Rick, what do you got as number three, brother? Oh, one of Ralph's favorites, Birdcage. Oh, Birdcage. Don't, don't even go there. That's... Yo, I just, oh, I did with Spartacus and the whole nine. <laughs> Spartacus. It's the oh. shoes. It's the shoes. It must be the shoes, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, and when he's teaching and them how to, how to walk like a man in the yes, restaurant, teach like, them like John Wayne. <laughs> that's the scene that, to me, that entire clip of about ten minutes when he's talking that, and when Robin Williams is teaching them how to strut on stage, do the the Fosse, the Fosse, Madonna, 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 Madonna. He goes Madonna, Madonna. You gotta act like a man. You smear. Robin you Williams. Smear. Robin Williams is great, but Nathan oh, yeah. Lane is. Oh my God! Oh, that that ridiculously movie, good, right? That, that's one of the best. And she, comedy, yeah. yeah, that's one of the best acting jobs I've ever seen. Period in that movie. Well, by I, Diane Weist. Diane Weist does a great job of acting. She's yes, a great me. comedy actress because yep. of her facial expressions, right? And, yep. No, the, and the whole crew. The whole crew. Yeah. The whole crew is amazing. Gene Hackman yeah. was, Gene was Hackman. phenomenal. By but way, Hank Azera did steal it, kind of, and you're his his portrayal. Yeah. Uh, so just so you guys know, I, I know we talked about it last show, and I, I'll just plug it again. I went yeah. to high school with Lista Flockhart, um, who, who played Barbara, and it, right. it was it was always entertaining. Um, great movie, love it. Oh my Jeez, god! Yeah. The, the, when he pulled out the wrong china for that too, and <laughs> oh no, they're playing leapfrog. <laughs> I don't think that's what they're doing. <laughs> 
it is it is that movie makes me laugh every time that's one of those ones that it comes on tbs i'm watching it every time yep absolutely i'm telling you robin willie's one of my all-time favorites okay number three tom number three so this flip-flops from number one to number three to, to me from time to time with, with what I have at number one. I flip-flop them back and forth. It's, it depends on what mood I'm in. If, if I'm in the mood for a good English comedy, uh, this may become number one, but typically it's number three on my list, and that is Life on the Holy Grail. Of course, I could put Life of Brian in there, but the Holy Grail is this, again, just like the court gesture, which goes back in time, Monty Python and, and John Cleese and crew, right? But I mean, Chapman is is the key in this one, and um, he's fantastic as this character. And they they prance through on the on the uh, on the on the looking for the chalice, looking for the Holy Grail. Um, the beauty of the movie is when they finally get there, they're like, eh, nah. <laughs> it's, it's it's it's. But all the tests they go through, all the tests they go. I mean. The, the wing velocity of a, of a, of a swallow, African or European. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it, it it's shrubbery. You know, the Knights of Knee. I mean, it's you got again line, iconic line after iconic line after iconic line. The absurdity of this movie is, and the wackiness. Yes. This is oh, first of all, this is what I explained to my son. I said, do not put this movie on. And look away from the screen because the opening credits are funny. I mean, literally, the opening credits and the ending credits are all comedy. And if 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 you don't pay attention to it, you're missing some of the finest writing of the of the movie. Um, I'll say moose bites, and I'll leave that because if you've seen it, you know moose bites. If you haven't seen it, you're thinking, what the hell's Tom talking about? Moose bites. But you better watch it from the beginning. Yes. It's that good. Um, yes. John Cleese is one of the most underappreciated comedians of all time. Absolutely. This guy was a genius. You remember Faulty Towers? Oh, I love it. I, 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 I introduced my son Rick, to Faulty Towers. Rick, you haven't Towers. seen Faulty Towers. I've not seen that, no. You got, Rick, you have got to see it. Oh, I'm talking about dry, it's great. that dry. I, I will, but as soon as you said his name, I'm thinking Fish Called Wanda. Like, oh that God. was and, and hilarious. I'm telling you, that guy was one of the all-time greats. Oh, British, British oh. humor was off the charts oh, back brilliant. then. I mean, we forget that we robbed uh, whose line is it anyway from them. I mean, right. their version of it was phenomenal and hilarious. Don't get me wrong, ours is good. But if you've never watched British comedies from like 80s, 90s and through, go back and do yourself a favor. We used to watch The Young Ones. It was called on MTV. And it was old school, but it was about four college people in school together, all different genres. Rick Martell, if you know the British Rick Martell mm-hmm. that played in, yes, in yes, some yes. movies. Just hilarious. I love British humor. I think it's off oh, the, off it's the rail funny. Yeah, and, and he is, he is, he was one of the most gifted and is, he's still, he's still up. He, he's one of the most gifted people who's ever lived. His, he, he sees comedy where nowhere, no one else does. The guy's um, and, and that's, so I, I, my son's not here. I wish he was here because there's another show. I showed him Faulty Towers. And there's actually a new uh, mock of it about a hospital that they do. And it, it, it'll come to me in a moment. But Is this British? My son, uh, British. And oh, it's you got to shoot that out to us. Funny. Yeah. I, I will. Because you, you guys will. It is so oh, in your I'll face funny. It's, it's, it's so sat- satire. Yeah. So, okay. I have to oh. tell you something. Monty Python, I believe, was one of the greatest comedies of all time. That, yeah. I got that up there with with um, with laughing. 
Alaska oh, was so Alaska, far ahead of their time. Well, that, well, that's yeah. it. Because remember, this came. The, the troupe had already been doing the TV show, the, the flying, flying Circus. And the Flying Circus, growing up in the 70s, and you're watching the Flying Circus, and then you go watch these movies. I mean, it's like you, you get the best of everything. You get constant comedy and, and everything. And to your point, Rick, what made British comedy so much better than American comedy is they didn't have censorship. Right. Anything and everything was on the table for humor. And and that's, I mean, hell, who, who, which, which of us didn't watch Benny Hill all the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was hilarious. You guys, you guys remember this? <laughs> you remember this? He's, you know, you, you, do you know what I'm here after? You remember that laughing? The little guy oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. the park bench? Yeah. Johnson. Johnson. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. I don't believe in the, <laughs> I'm Arnie, trying to remember Arnie, what Arnie, that's Arnie Johnson, right? Ar um, Arnie Johnson. Remember, yeah, yeah. he was hilarious. He was with the cigarette the, the, and, and the German. And, and he played the Nazi. It, it was, the Nazi. It was funny. Very interesting. Very interesting, but stupid. Do you remember that? Yep. So, oh my so God. Rick, so Rick, uh, I, I had my son do this. So I, I it was on uh, Facebook or, it's, or it was on Paramount for a while. It's it's been on streaming services. But Faulty Towers is a is a soap opera about this couple who owns a little. Um, uh, basically, a small hotel in, okay. on the coast of England, and it is, it is so hilarious. I mean, and it's all the interactions that come on with with people coming in, and he's trying to fix things, he's trying to do stuff, trying to register people in, and and she's telling them what to do, and it's this, it's so entertaining. Faulty it is nonstop. Towers. I will watch Faulty that. Towers. You have got to see it. Here's that line from our. Here's that line from our. Very interesting, but stupid. <laughs> was a I'm telling you, that show was so far ahead of its time. You yes. remember that? I lost you at the bakery. I, I, know, I lost you at the bakery. You, you remember that line? <laughs> yes. from, from Dick Martin? Yes. It was, you know, oh, Dan Rowan was excited. Like, no, I lost you. Yeah, bakery. Rowan and Martin were fantastic. Oh my Rick, God. what do you got for number two, man? Number two, uh, Burt Reynolds again, Dom DeLuise, Cannonball Run with cameos by everybody and their brother. <laughs> in that movie that and yep. dean martin and sammy davis oh. were probably the two best in that yeah dean martin's always hammered and sammy davis is always hammered with and best line oh, to me yeah. in that was we're gonna win because we got god as our co-pilot that's what dean martin said <laughs> yeah. right and sammy davis right. jr looks right. at him smacks him goes seat two <laughs> seats where's he gonna sit where <laughs> That was a great Farrah oh Fawcett, God. Dom DeLuise, Terry Bradshaw, Mel Tillis. Yep. Good God. I mean, Joe Klecko. They had everybody who wanted to sign up for a bit. Jackie Chan as a young yep. Jackie Chan. Yep. Um, Jimmy the Greek. I mean, you name it. There so, were cameos by so everybody in that movie. If you like that, have you ever seen It's a Mad, 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 Mad World? I have heard of that, and I bet I've so seen that. So what you're referring to, I mean, the movie you just chose, Cannibal Run, is kind of like a modernized version of it's a mad, 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 mad world from it's mid-60s, maybe 64, right. um, 65. Um, and it was like that every actor in Hollywood. I mean, there was there had to be 26 to 30 um, main characters in it's a mad, 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 mad world. Um, and it was 
it's very entertaining. There is no purpose of the movie. It's just about right. having these people go through this race, and it was fun. So right. if you have, if you like Cannibal Run, you'll love. It's a mad, 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 mad. Which, mad, which mad. is funny because I didn't know till I did more research on Cannibal Run that it actually was after a race that was in 70, 1979 named the Cannonball. What is it, Baxter or something like that? After the racer, so they actually did one of these, which I knew they had done yep. these before. But right. uh, man, but. Dom DeLuise playing him. Oh, Dom DeLuise <laughs> is funny in anything he does. He's oh, and, the, I mean, and the outtakes in that stupid. Oh. I mean, hey, Dom DeLuise and Burt Reynolds together. Oh, they they, all right, all right. they love you, practical jokes. Yeah. Based on those two, did you guys ever see a movie called The End? Mm-mm. Okay. With who? Put, put Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise. Okay. No, I'll the, watch it because those two together are hilarious. Yeah. He, he, Burt Reynolds. The doctor tells him he's got like a week or two to live or something. I don't remember short time. Uh-huh. And he's crying. He says, he says, doc, tell me what I got. Come on. He says, I don't, uh, and he says, Hey, I can take it like a man. Okay. Tell me what I got. Yeah. Doc says he got like two weeks to live. Oh, and he breaks down. He starts crying. <laughs> so he goes and he drives out to the ocean and he starts walking into the water to commit suicide. And just as he's up to his neck, Dom DeLuise pulls up and runs. He says, Hey, no, no, the doctor, something like that. The doctor made a mistake. Oh, because when he's in the water, Burt Reynolds is saying, God, save me. I'll do anything. I'll give up all my money. I'll give up booze. I'll give up women. I'll give up. And all of a sudden, Dom Dilly says, no, he made a mistake. And, and, and Burt Reynolds starts walking back in and he says, you know, God, I was only joking. You know, I was only joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving all that up. Oh, put that on your list and you got to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I will. For sure. The I've got end. it right now. Number two. What do so, we got? So my number two, and, and I'll just tap on it quickly because you already did. It's, it's Airplane. Um, it, it's the movie I, that's so iconic. And this is how iconic. The, the one thing we didn't mention was of all the comedies ever made, um, according to statistics, there are more laughs per minute in Airplane than any other movie. And really? It, it, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, Google it. it, it um, I think it's still true. It was a few years ago when I first had looked at it. Um, but what makes this, again, this whole genre so much fun is there's so many different types of comedies, right? And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to just jump right back to you, Rick, because uh, what's your number one? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just laughing because airplane wouldn't be able to be aired with some of the stuff. In oh, that, no. if, oh. if you remember, I mean, if you remember the two brothers from Africa, when they're trying to order fish <laughs> and the lady's like, Oh, I speak jive. Oh, I speak, I speak jive. jive. Jama don't want no help. Jama don't get no help. Jive ass. <laughs> and, and, and the problem is, and here's part of the problem is, it doesn't. That doesn't play. It, it still plays to the, to today's audiences. Right, but they don't right. know. Leave. They don't know. Leave it the Beaver and right. the most wholesome mom of all time, Barbara Billingsley. Right. right. Yes. I mean, and, 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 and she comes out with a gun. And, I mean, it's 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 like. Ever, she, do you remember? Do you remember uh, the the girl and the boy when the boy sits down and shares coffee with her and she's yeah. like, "No, I like my coffee black, like my men." My men. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it just the shit won't fly today. No, oh, no. I mean, when when she's getting really getting into the song and, and pulls yeah. the, uh, the the uh, the 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 tubes out of the out of the kid's mouth or whatever, you know, it, it's 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 hilarious. I mean, but oh, this is gosh. imagine being a comedy writer, having the ability oh. to write comedy and just laughing at what you're writing, right? Yes. I mean, you're putting it down, and you're laughing. So, and that goes to my number one, and and I will tell you, I. I do think it's the finest comedy of all time. I, I, I think the cast, as we all, I mean, once I say it, you'll know, you'll know the cast, but right. um, Blazing Saddles with Gene Wilder, um, uh, 
Cleon Little, um, just yes. perfect, perfect, perfect in this movie. Um, and I mentioned the fourth wall before, but the, the ending fight scene of the movie, um, you know, where they break through the wall with the fist fights and they break through the set and then you're on the studio grounds. It is so much fun because you, you're into this movie the whole time. And then they blow through this stuff like, like, Oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> no, cut, 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 cut. It's, and, but you know, again, this, this, this is the greatest scene. I'll, I'll shoot the, I'll shoot the black. Oh, oh no! Don't do it! He'll do it! I mean, I mean, it's it is. Listen, I mean, <coughs> you said it makes fun of the most thing, most sacred things you can't make fun of today. Right. <laughs> when the sheriff is riding in and they're all waiting oh for yeah I'm telling you, so, you can't oh, do no, that no, today. no so but but here's here's the point people say you can't make that movie today well it's true but it's not because the comedy is over the board sure that's true and you may not be able to get away with it today but the reason you can't make it today is any more any different than you cannot make the Great Pyramid again. You can't make the Mona Lisa again. Yeah, you can't make yeah. the Statue of David again. The great, great pieces of art and antiquity and 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 agri I mean, you can't make another Twin Towers, right? Right. The, the thing is, when you make something perfect, you can't make it again. Yeah. And right. this movie was comedy perfection. It made fun of everything, and and it 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 it, it was comedy does. And this is the the root of great comedy. Is is I don't have one here, but it's a mirror shining mm -hmm. a mirror back against society, right? Yep. The social injustices that are pointed out in and 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 making fun of racists and racism, uh, making fun of of um, dictators, making fun of kings, making fun of uh, clerks who do stupid things, um, whatever whatever it is that bringing the comedy. What it's all about is shining that mirror back at ourselves and say, stop taking yourself so stupidly serious. Yes. Because you exactly. know what? You can't take it with you, which is another great comedy I would love for everyone to see. Um, but the, the whole point is the jokes, it doesn't matter that whether they're dirty or not. That's not what makes it unmakeable again. What makes it unmakeable is that it was a piece of art that was perfectly put together um, by one of the greatest directors of all time. And, and Mel Brooks, he's still with us today. I have his autobiography and I'm reading through it right now and I'm laughing every which way. Um, just a phenomenal book. <laughs> hey, hey, Tom, Rick, 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 remind, because you saw that movie, right? Rick, Blazing Saddles? Bla oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that Gene Wilder was, was uh, he was an alcoholic, right? It, Yes. You remember that scene where he's in he's in the, the sheriff's office and and, <laughs> the, right, and his hands shaking yeah, and he says yeah I, I can't he says he's he's no he pulls out his hand and he says well, I think it was uh, Mel Brooks or something and, and and he pulls out his hand and is he says but your hands no it's Cleon Cleon Little Cleon Little he says but your hand's steady as a rock your your hand and he says. Yeah, but I'm left-handed. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but I shoot. I, yeah, but I shoot with this I hand. Shoot with, I shoot. No, no, I'm telling you. Well, with that said, Rick, did you name your number one yet? No, no. Okay, because I want to come back to to that. But yeah, name your number one. My number one for uh, for guys in their twenties, in the nineties. I think a, I think most people my age would quote this probably as a top two, if not number one. Um, passed away too young. Chris Farley, Tommy Boy. Oh, um, I love it. 
That movie is quoted by me and my friends more than any of the movies I've I've named so far, by far. Um, what's your What's your favorite scene in that movie? You know what? That's what I was trying to think right there. But it's definitely I think it's a scene when he's sitting there trying to sell that one, and he has the nervous breakdown with the cars, and he's doing the animation. <laughs> so, I mean, it's oh my I will, god! That <laughs> I will I will tell you mine, and I, and I, I will tell you I agree with you. I, I love – it's hard for Tommy Boyd not to make my list because I'm yeah. prejudiced on it. I love it so much. Yeah. But my favorite lo- my favorite scene in the movie was when he goes out to, to uh, you know, um, Rob Lowe's make – he wants revenge now. And, and he drives out, <laughs> and he pulls his gun up, and he shoots, and, and the automatic seatbelt knocks his arm. It shoots yes. up. He hits the tin thing. It ricochets, and it – shoots shoots the the, the leash the, the metal the, the chain yes. leash of the dog and a dog comes in and yep. bites the shit out of his you know what i mean that is my favorite scene i just because you see it tink 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 and boom uh, it's there's I so love that many movie. in that movie because oh, the one the deer one waking he... up oh my god the deer waking up <laughs> he's like oh my god that was awesome sorry about your car though man <laughs> and then the I don't, scene. Run, peace. Oh my you can, god, it worked. <laughs> you cannot go yeah, exactly. You cannot go into a butcher and not think of Tommy right. Boy and start and start reciting that line in your head saying, Don't say it, don't say it, don't, don't say, say it. Don't say it. Wait, it, it have to be your ass out of my head. Yeah, yeah. No. When he messes it up and he starts doing the hair oh. and he's like, I can't do this anymore. Or how about this one but, for you, Tom? When he catches him whacking off, and he goes, "Yes," in the, in the hotel room. Who was your favorite Yankee? <laughs> or what was it the Yankees center? <laughs> I love it. It's, but I'll tell you what. One of the great parts is when when Tommy and his dad, uh, the yeah. great actor, right? Yes, I mean, um, Brian Dennehy, uh, Brian Dennehy yeah. are dancing on stage, and they're doing the. I mean, they're doing the song and the dance. Yeah. It's so much a. It's such a fun moment. Right? It really was. In fact, I. I I, I will tell you what, I was so angry that he has his heart attack right there because I, I enjoyed the scene so much. <laughs> I know. I wanted him to be around a little more, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought he'd be funny in it, too, because he was kind of funny, too. Oh, he's a great he was a, He's a great and actor. And Bo Derek looked amazing. I mean, how old was she in that movie? It's, it's Bo Derek. I mean, what say, or right? something, And I'm like, good yeah. Lord. Well, she looked amazing because she was she was amazing. Yes. Yeah. Hey, John De- John Derrick was no fool. Think about yeah, this: the exactly. two women, the two major three three major women in John Derrick's life. Um, there were Ursula Andress, who yes. I think is probably one of the greatest beauties of all time. Yeah. You've got Bo Derrick, who was one of the great beauties of all time, and then you have the third one, Linda Evans, right? I mean, yeah. who yeah. you know? So oh, yeah. I mean, this Wonder this guy, huh. yeah, ex- no, 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 not not that one, uh, Linda. Uh, yeah, Linda Evans. Linda Carter. Um, Linda Carter was Carter uh, was Wonder yeah. Woman, yes, which is also yeah, one of the great beauties of our yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, it was it was it was one of those '80s sitcom. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, night soap operas. Um, Dynasty. Was, Dynasty. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, the blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, listen, guys. I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw some. I, I'm gonna challenge you a little bit. I'm surprised. I am really surprised that you guys left out a couple of films. And I and I understand there's all kinds of, you know, just. I was going to say, there's got to be honorable mentions because I'm wearing this. Yeah, but Do just let even, me throw this one out at you. Have you seen that? Dodgeball? Okay. Dodgeball? I mean, come on. That's his jersey. I did that yeah, for you I guys. But, but on, the two man. I'm going to give you are not honorable mention. Okay. Okay. The In-Laws with Peter. Oh, Fowler. I love it. Love Peter. Oh, yes. What, are Fantastic. you kidding me? 
that is one of the, I mean, that's got to be one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. In-laws is fantastic. Absolutely. Fantastic. You ever Top see that, notch. Rick? Nope, I have not. Watch it's it. A, Put it I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this to you guys. You guys got, I, I'll watch some of the ones you, but here, All right. there's one that you guys missed. I believe that the greatest comedian in the history of our country is Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you ever see History of the World? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Part part one, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, part, are you kidding me? Oh, oh piss boy. Oh, piss boy. Yeah. Uh, what are you, are you kidding uh, me? My people yeah. love me. Oh, my people. <laughs> Madeline, Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn was yep. fantastic in that movie. That yep. was one of the great comedies. This guy. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw something at you. Probably neither one of you have ever heard this. This is an audio. It's an album that... Uh, um, that Mel Brooks recorded with Carl Reiner. And oh, it's called The 2,000-Year-Old Man. 2,000-Year-Old Man. Great. It's a, Did you ever hear it on YouTube? Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Rick, uh, do yourself a favor and listen to 2,000-Year-Old Man. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, you better be near a bathroom, dude, because you're going to piss in your pants. <laughs> and, is, and, it a, is it an just album a or is it a movie? I heard it on audio. I don't think they. Okay. I don't think they did a video. It was a, it was a skit they did, but it was a long it, it, skit. So oh, here's, that's right. so here's here's the here's the interesting part of that. They were best. For, they were writers on the show of shows together. So um, back in the 1950s, uh, like 40s, the 40s and 50s, there was the show of shows, um, and it was this comedy hour, and they were both writers on it. And all the great writers were writers on the show. And this is where they those two met. And they became great friends and they worked on projects together the rest of their lives. And Carl Reiner just passed away. Um, up until the time he passed away, they got together twice a week and just sat in the living room and talked about comedy because that's what they do. Um, and, and that's fantastic. And this is, that's the beauty of these guys because they can find anything and you know, they'll be looking out the window and they'll see a bird and, and they'll, they'll create a comedy routine just about the, that bird, right? That's who they are. That's how great they are. Geniuses. We yeah. kind of left off a of Steve Martin couple of his good ones too. The yeah, jerk wasn't right. even on there and that's a, that's a classic. Well, but, he did yeah. one, he did one with John Candy called trains, planes, and automobiles. Oh my God. That's yep. ridiculous. Like, those, those aren't pillows. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> <laughs> what a great movie. That was great a great movie. Play. Great movie. Steve so Martin, how can you there's another Steve one Martin? there's another one we left off with which is also peter sellers the follow-up the the um sequel to the pink panther was oh. a shot in the dark and it was oh my it was God. even better shot in the dark was fantastic <clears throat> i digress and I, i'm gonna say this you mentioned at the very beginning ralph you mentioned com comedy duos and the great comedians and i grew up going to church and right after church coming home and on TV was the Bowery Boys and then Abbott and Costello. And this oh, is how I grew up. So for the, for the next two hours after mass, I was watching these two great comedies. And then I'd watch baseball. And this is every Sunday. And I will tell you, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Uh, or Abbott and Costello. There's about seven great Abbott and mm -hmm. Costello movies. Um, but they did about 25. But there are seven that are just outstanding. Yep. Um, but Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein is fantastic. It is fantastic. Did you ever see, uh, Rick, I'm sure you've seen that skit. Uh, who's on first? Yes. Oh, by the way, I was just, yeah. that's funny you just said that because I'm going to send you guys a picture because there's a, a Texas Ranger player named who, 
a two, two yeah. and really? he was on first and they said yeah. Abbott and Costello must be rolling in their graves right now. <laughs> <laughs> How could we leave them out? How could we leave out you know I heard the Smothers like, brothers were really good, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they didn't do any movies. They, but they were a great brother. I mean, so I mean, so when you talk about the great um and you're right, so you talk about these great tandems, uh and I just Abbott and Costello, Laurel and Hardy, Hope and Crosby, right? The 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 the, oh, yeah. the um their movies when they yeah. on the road movies fantastic martin and lewis movies right um wilder and Pryor, they did like five movies together and all of them were great i mean it, it's stuff lemon and mathal yeah. oh yeah oh, my oh God. you know what we left off too grumpy old men oh yeah. walter mathal the odd couple oh yeah the odd couple grumpy oh, old my. man with uh, meredith burgess was in that right as the dad yep. yes Yes, yes, he was. Fantastic. Yes, he was. Fantastic. How could we have left out Woody Allen? <laughs> because there were so many comedies, dude. You you have no clue how many I was yeah, scratching yeah. off and putting on, and I'm like, I yep. just got to mix it up a little bit, I think. Yeah. Here's something for you. Did you guys ever see Sleeper? Huh. By Woody Allen? No. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Or he, yes. he wakes up the, 200 the years condom. in the future. The, oh, the big condom is in this capsule. He yes. wakes up, and when he wakes up, you know, he gets up, and and his name is Virgil. His name is always Virgil. You know, like take the money and run, like, right, Virgil, right? right? And, and they said, uh, he, he says, "Where am I?" He says, "Diane Keaton says, Virgil, you've been asleep for two hundred years." He says, "What?" He says, "You mean I'm two hundred years behind in my rent?" <laughs> I mean, this is the kind of humor that I just He's dry love. humor. You know? He's oh really good God. at dry so, humor. But this is the other part that, so, okay, I'm going to wax serious for just a second to go back to less serious. Um, you know, we're, we're now about almost three weeks into this crisis uh, in the Middle East of yeah. Hamas against um, the people of Israel. And Jewish comedians have a distinct place in comedy history. And here, one of the reasons why is Jewish comedians place no sacredness on anything to make fun of. Um, and, and so their writing style, and it's from Mel Brooks to um, Buddy Hackett, you name, I mean, any of these people, it, it's amazing how gifted um, these Jewish writers are. It, but part of the reason is because they put no constraint on their comedy, mm -hmm. right? They, they let, everything is, is worth laughing about. Everything's on and the table. Yep. Everything's on the table. Um, uh, Jackie, uh, Jackie Mason is, was one of the classic stand-up comedians who, who liked that nothing there was nothing he was not willing to make fun of and any young man any young man any young man absolutely Take my wife please please, please. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know henny young what are you kidding me so my my favorite henny young man was a was built on that one my favorite henny young man joke um uh, and by the way i have a book like this thick it's it's the it's it's milton burl's uh book of jokes and it's oh, got milton like five thousand jokes it's it, it's just Genius. entertaining but henny young man what his favorite one was yeah i i i came home the other day and, uh, I opened the door and, and my wife, you know, she tries all these, she tries all these, uh, diet routines, everything, soup for the week and everything. She tries everything. So I came home, opened the door and there she was, she was wrapped in cellophane. And I said, what leftovers again? <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and I remember, I remember that. And I remember, I remember also when he said, you know, my wife said, we sat down and we figured, hey, what can we do to, you know, spice up our romance? So we decided to go out twice a week for a nice romantic dinner. 
She goes on Tuesdays. I go on Thursday. <laughs> All right. All right. It's, it's like, it's like what Rodney stuff. says. It's like Rodney says. He goes, yeah, the, the doctor says it's, it's always a lot better if we talk when we have sex. And he said, uh, he goes, can you think you can manage it? I said, yeah, as long as there's a phone nearby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love it. Oh, I, I really appreciate you. Uh, thanks for sharing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and send you guys the list. Some of those, the names of some of those movies I know you haven't seen. And please do the same. Yep. For us, and yep. we'll post it so people can um, can write those down and go see them. Other than that, any closing comments, Rick? No, that was a blast. That had me cracking up. Yeah, that was fantastic. Well, Tom, I would. My closing would be um, Donald O'Connor in um, "Singing in the Rain." Make him laugh, make Nick. him laugh. <laughs> Everyone in the world wants to laugh. Yeah, and um, oh, you know, it's a great, it's a great little. If people like "Singing in the Rain," there's a great little segment out there about make them laugh. And that's what, that's what we're supposed to do. You know, just, just laugh. You know what, you know, what's interesting. I just thought of something. The one guy we did not mention all night. And to me, he's right behind Mel Brooks. I think he's the greatest, the second greatest comedian of all time. Uh, an actor, Robin Williams. Mm. We I, had I, him in a, I actually, a couple of them. I'm going to yeah. disagree with you on that. This is what I'm going to say. I, I, I love Robin Williams's comedy. But I don't think I think he works too hard in his comedy. I'll tell you what I, I, I think about Robin Williams. I think he was probably the most underrated actor of mm -hmm. I mean in Dead Poet Society and yes. in um and in um the 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 movie with the two uh the, the Boston guys, um what's it called? Um oh my god, Ben Affleck and uh Yeah, I know. I'm looking right at Matt Damon. Matt Damon, um, it's it's that movie. Those yeah. two movies, his serious acting. Mm -hmm. is incredibly underrated I, I think robin williams is actually a better actor than he is comedian i think he i think he overdoes things in comedy um i mean he's funny don't get me wrong he, i mean more i mean the guy is funny he's naturally funny but i think he works too hard at it and his acting is just so damn natural it's amazing his acting was phenomenal his he's serious phenomenal. roles were phenomenal did you guys ever see him alive at the met no. His comedy routine yeah, live yes, at the Met. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Live at the Met. Originally, yes. I saw that. no. The 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 bit I always remember of him is the invention of golf. That, yeah, oh, that fantastic. Yes. Is, that's the funniest yeah. damn thing I've ever heard in my yeah. life. Uh, he he is a genius. He is, he's a freaking genius. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Uh, hey guys, hit that like and subscribe buttons and all that good stuff. Ring that bell, and we will catch you next time on You and the Truth, sponsored by Life Sports Music and Beer. Have a nice evening. See you later. next time, guys. Take care. You have just come face to face with the truth. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and hit that bell so you will be notified when we drop new episodes.